Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Z Dunks NFL. This week, I'm joined by my friend and fellow coworker Jesse Myers. What's up? All right, so this week we're going to be breaking down the underdogs from each NFL division. So there's eight divisions. We're going to be talking about eight underdogs. We don't agree on all of our picks, but an underdog is any team that right now is considered poor or lacking in any category. They could do well, they could do poorly, but they're underdogs for a reason. All right, starting off in the NFC West, I chose the Arizona Cardinals. They scored 22.6 points per game on offense last year, which is it's, it's middle of the pack. And then they were the 32nd ranked defense, giving up 27.6 points per game on defense, which out of 32 teams, they're dead last. Right, and I had the Rams, um, and this was just because they had lost a lot of momentum from the 2017 season, and just going into this this next season, um, their offense has a lot of holes. Um, they're look, they look really beat up. Jared Goff has lost all of his mojo, and it's just not looking good for them. I would agree with you. I think I think Goff is a big piece of whether they are successful or not, regardless of Cup Woods or or Higby on the offense. Right. I think a lot of great talent. Yeah, but, I think without the quarterback, I think it's really hard to be successful in this league. Right. So I would agree. Uh, Rams and Cardinals definitely are not your playoff contenders at this moment. Moving on to the NFC North. My pick for the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. They were number eight in total defense last year. That's pretty respectable. Uh, but they were 29th in total offense. And I have two words for you. Mitchell Trubisky. Let's add a third word in there. Regression. <laughs> That's true, that's true. Yeah. All right, uh, I had the Lions, and as much as I would love to hop on that Bears train, um, they're just in this huge rebuilding season right now. Although they still have Matthew Stafford, um, he seems a little injury-prone, and they're just rebuilding that um, that team. And they've been struggling on defense all of last year, and um, they just traded away Darius Slay as well. So we'll see how that turns out, but uh, I'm, it's not looking good for the Lions either. Yeah, that's true. I think I think the Lions have a lot of pieces to rebuild on that defense. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, the offense has some good weapons on the outside with Galladay and Marvin Jones, but keep keep in mind that the Lions are always on an uphill battle with that management. All right, headed to the NFC East. This division of your specialty, Jesse, because of the Eagles. Yes, sir. The underdogs for the NFC East, in my perspective, are the New York Giants. Big blue. They averaged 233.2 passing yards a game, thanks to Danny Dimes last year. But they did give up a whopping 377.3 total yards per game on defense. Uh, Saquon needs to stay healthy. The O-line needs to rebuild. They need a lot of help in New York. Oh, I, I agree with all those statements. I just think you've lost a little faith in our man, Danny Dimes. But uh, I picked the Redskins. Again, I would have to um, go with a different pick here. It's just a young team. With that new uh, draft class coming in, and there's a, a coaching changes happening. The coaching situation in uh, Washington has just been horrible. But uh, just new coach coming in, Ron Rivera, maybe he could turn things around, but I think it's going to take a year or two. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, their old coach, uh, Jay Gruden, coming down to Jacksonville to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he'll do down there, but Redskins have a complete new look in management, and we'll see how that translates to the field with the new young players. NFC South, wrapping up the NFC South, I had the Panthers. Uh, I think their quarterback situation, Teddy Bridgewater, is he the guy? He's a game manager, but is he really anything more? 
They were 19 in total yards of offense, which is surprising to me because you feel like McCaffrey was prolific in both receiving and passing yards. Uh, But they were 23 in total defense. The Panthers are really a mediocre team, unfortunately, for Carolina fans. But keep your heads up. You just need better, better quarterbacking. Right. And what you saw with Bridgewater last year in the Saints, he was able to step into a system that was just phenomenal. Um, and, you know, he had so many weapons around him. But you just don't see that with the Panthers. So it'll be interesting to see how he uh, handles himself there. And once again, you got another um, coach job switching. Uh, and the only thing that you can really see that's good on this team is uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, it's not looking too great for him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that we both picked the Panthers mm-hmm. for this one division. We disagreed yeah. in every other one, but this was the one we found commonality. Right. I think if we can both see glaring holes on both sides of the ball, I think that team needs the most work. All right, heading to the AFC. AFC West is going to be the first division we're covering. Uh, the Raiders of Las Vegas, Chucky's Raiders. They gave up 26.2 points per game last year on, on defense, and they only averaged, this surprised me, 19.6 points per game on offense, which if you're scoring less points than you're giving up per game, you're probably not winning too many games. <laughs> That's basic math, you know? But Chucky's got a plan. I think you have to stick with the Raiders. This is one of those underdogs that I think could be playoff contenders in two to three seasons, much like you said the Redskins. you, you got to keep your eyes on the Raiders. Right. I had the Chargers, so I'd have to disagree again. But uh, I think the Chargers, at this point, they've lost Phillip Rivers, and as bad as he looks sometimes, he was a key part of their team. And uh, he always knew how to check the ball down to the running back, like Austin Eckler. Um, they do have some good weapons on their team, such as Keenan Allen. Um, Mike they, Williams. Mike Williams. They still got um, their boy Austin Eckler and... Who Josh or no Gordon? Melvin Gordon Melvin got Gordon. traded there to the go. Broncos, but okay. so Eckler got paid. Gotcha. So he'll step up in that big role. But I understand with your point. Uh, the offense is going to be different because they've had the same commander in chief for oh who knows a, a decade and a half. About I mean Rivers is up there with with Brady and Breeze for long tenured quarterbacks in the NFL. So he's over in Indianapolis, and uh, I agree that the Chargers will need a lot of help this year. But I wouldn't say they're the underdogs of that division. Their fan bases, they have maybe one of the smallest fan bases. They don't even have a real stadium as of right now. But true, uh, that's an interesting point. So on to the AFC North. This division is pretty interesting to me because you could see possibly two, maybe three on a good, a good day playoff teams, especially with the new CBA agreement. There will be extra playoff teams. Uh, next season, there will be even a 17th regular season game due to that new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, but the, my underdog has to be Cincinnati Bengals. They are the ultimate basement dwellers of the NFL currently. Last season, averaging 17.4 points per game. That is atrocious. Giving up 244.8 passing yards per game. It's it's a miracle to me uh, how how Paul, all Paul Brown continues to be a cheapskate. Mm-hmm. Up in management, they need to spend more. Uh, this year, I-, I was impressed they actually went the projected first pick, Joe Burrow. Uh, great pick. Uh, something to build around. Is he the guy? Not so sure, but that division is going to be tough this year. Yeah, we'll see. I agree with the Bengals in this respect. Um, it's just been a mess for them so far. I just remember last season, 
in fantasy, I'm a big fantasy football guy. Um, whenever a team would be playing um, the Bengals and I had a wide receiver or a running back, uh, I would start them right away, no you matter what. It's you a no-brainer against the Bengals. So, like, you know, they have so many holes in their defense. And they just got to patch that up. Um, it's going to take them a while. Yeah, I think I think it, it, it really comes with, with drafting. They... They they tend to they did they did spend bigger free agency this year. They, they drafted Trey Trey Reigns. They got Trey Reigns from the the Vikings. They also got DJ Reader from the Texans. They paid them hefty prices, which is interesting because the Bengals do not typically do this. They are regarded as one of the the cheapest teams in the NFL because they just refuse to spend money on players. And when you refuse to spend money, it's essentially refusing to win. So I don't understand what's going on with management up there. But obviously something glaringly is wrong if we both agree that the Bengals should not win that division next year. Um, keep in mind, some underdog teams have higher ceilings than others for the near future. Uh, as regarded to uh, the, the, the Panthers, that was a pretty low ceiling team. Uh, other teams such as the Bears or Cardinals or even the Redskins were projected to maybe make a jump in very, very recent uh, future. So... Keep that in mind as we as we wrap this up and keep moving forward. But on to the AFC East. My pick for the AFC East has to be the Dolphins. I don't you could make an interesting reach here for the New England Patriots. Not because of the legacy or the dynasty, but because Brady left, because they lost Van Noy, they lost Deron Harmon, they lost Danny Shelton. They need a lot of help rebuilding that team and Stindham, they did not draft a quarterback. They have Hoyer and Stindham. That's not a great duo. Uh, but my pick's the Dolphins. The defense gave up 397.8 yards per game, while the offense only contributed 19.4 points per game. But the Dolphins were another one of teams on fantasy last year that if you saw them, you could run it up with exactly. any receiver. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the Patriots do this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a testament to see if it was Brady or Belichick that contributed to most of the success over the past uh, couple of years. Actually, more than a couple. Uh, I had the Jets picked out for the AFC East here, and not just because they're a low-tier team, but also because I think Sam Darnold has something to prove this year. Um, he struggled a good bit last year, and he had his good points, but um, I think... He has, definitely has something to prove, and he, we want to see a lot more of those good points. Um, I definitely agree with uh, Z-Dunks here. The Dolphins um, may be the worst team in the league, but I think Jets are the ultimate underdog in this case. Um, that's an interesting point you make uh, about Sam Darnold. I feel like Sam Darnold's eventually going to turn into a Mariota or a Blake Bortles, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we keep waiting on him to, to grow, and we, we act like he's so inexperienced and youthful he is a young kid true right. but eventually three four years in the league it's like the bills josh allen you you need to grow up and you need to learn that uh, some rookie mistakes uh, should not be happening in your fourth or fifth season you're not a rookie anymore you're right. you're a veteran right um so that, that's what i mean like sam dart this is his year where it's going to be make or break you know like if he doesn't have success this year he's pretty much out you know what i mean right so that's um, what i mean by underdog in this respect I understand that. Um, I think they have a good culture there now. 
Adam Gase, uh, maybe if he relaxes his eyes more and tightens up his defense a little bit, uh, inverse those relax and tightens, and we'll, we'll be okay in that regard. But uh, keep the faith, New York, but this year might be tough for you, New York fans, New Jersey fans, basically anyone in the tri-state area of New York or Jersey, the Meadowlands, it's going to be a lot of of tough times ahead for your teams but on to the final the final division we're covering today AFC South I uh I did not want to be a homer on this division but it seemed like the only logical choice due to the statistics last year I went with the Jacksonville Jags they gave up uh, excuse me they had 341.8 pass yards per game compared to only 106.8 rushing yards per game and they were the number 24 ranked defense which total defense doesn't tell the whole story this is true they were gashed in the run game and they did not sign re-sign Marcel Darius and it shows on on offense that Minshew is going to be passing the ball more and we're shifting from more of a rushing team two years ago we were the number one rushing offense in the NFL but now we are sitting in the middle to back end of the pack even with Fournette if Fournette even plays for us next season it's definitely an underdog team because out of the whole AFC South, the Jags are the worst team right now. Right. I definitely agree with those statements. I think you guys have a lot of talent um, on your team, especially in DJ Chark and uh, Conley, I think. You saw Conley, yeah, Chris right? Conley. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of talent. I still believe in Minshew. Um, I think, again, like he's going to have another a, a year where he's like going to have to prove himself or he might get kicked to the curb. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, and Fournette, who knows what's going on there. Um, this is the year that they can fr- franchise tag him, right? Yes. Right. So, you know, it's a lot of question marks there in Jacksonville. Um, but I'm looking to the Texans here. And this is kind of similar to the Jets situation where there's a lot of changes being made. Um, they struggled last year with their run game and pretty much everything offense except for Watson and Hopkins, but they lost D-Hop, so we'll see how that goes. And they also traded away Carlos Hyde, uh, or maybe just dropped him, and the Seahawks have him now. But, you know, they lost a lot of key players, and it's going to be tough to come back from that. I think I think uh, going off what you said about the Texans, a huge failure in the Texans organization right now was not hiring a general manager. And the whole last season they went without a GM, and... Bill O'Brien, the head coach, stepped up and filled those shoes, unfortunately, because that might be the worst person in your organization to control those matters. It, it really didn't go so well for, for the Texans uh, off the field. What I will say is Deshaun Watson was able to somehow take them to the playoffs and make them very competitive, and that's that's definitely credit to him, almost like an Aaron Rodgers effect on the Packers, where it doesn't matter who he has around him, but they lost. They lost Clowney. They lost Tunsil. Uh, they had to bring in Kenny Stills uh, from the Dolphins last Kenny season. Bills, yeah, yeah it's, it's a completely different team. Uh, they did get rid of Hyde. Uh, I don't know if they're riding with Lamar Miller or or Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson is more of a third down back, but he's definitely not a power back. So I don't know. I think the Jags are the worst team in the AFC South, but you could definitely make an argument that the Texans – shouldn't do too well based off what we've seen. So given what we've discussed today, all eight divisions, out of the eight teams you selected, Jesse, which team would you say 
has the most upside and which team would you say has the lowest floor based on today? Um, upside, highest upside, I would say, I think the Redskins would have the highest upside because we really haven't seen like what Ron Rivera has been doing on the off season. If he turns it around, who knows what will happen? They may be the top of the NFC East because it's wide open right now. Well, for keep them. in mind with virtual OTAs and the whole pandemic, teams are just now being allowed to go back into their training facilities. So, you almost wonder if that delay of time and the lack of interaction in person would almost negate some positive coaching that could happen in the off season. And where, with less interaction, maybe the NFL is a little bit of rust this season because. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented. This has never happened before. Uh, I understand what you're saying, and that's a great point, but we will have to see how effective coaching can be in of what is essentially a virtual offseason. Right. That's that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. But, uh, you know, uh, talent-wise, I think the Redskins would have what it takes to, like, get to the top of the NFC East and maybe prove something in the, off, in the postseason there. And you said... Uh, the worst worst yeah um i'd probably say Bengals. um joe burrow definitely can help to turn things around but i don't think it's going to be this year it's definitely going to take a while yeah no uh, i i agree with your picks based off your eight teams the only other team i'll probably i would probably say is the, the worst floor is the rams People don't like when you you bash on the Rams, but you can't remember you you can't forget that three seasons ago they were the worst team in the NFL. That's how they got Jared Goff. Um, but people don't want to think about that. Uh, my my best team with upside, I'd I'd have to give credit to the to the Vegas Raiders. I think Gruden's doing a great job of, of stacking his selections over the years with Josh Jacobs, Mac, Max Crosby on the defense. Uh, they have a lot of upside in their in their mid to late round value picks. So. Keeping on the Raiders. The worst team uh, has got to be the Dolphins, in my case. I mm-hmm. think they just have way too many new guys. Three first-round selections, two second-round selections. Those guys will probably all start this season at some point, except Tua, because his agent has stressed that Tua needs a year to mature. But that's that's my picks for my my best and worst teams. Yeah, what do you, good points. What do you think about, about the Dolphins being the worst team? I really have not... Uh read in too much on the Dolphins but what I've seen in the past couple of years is just a horrible hole in the quarterback um Brian Fitz, Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic uh came in and helped him out a good bit and hopefully we'll see some more of that magic that's the only reason why uh, him and Devontae Parker are the only reason why I don't think they're the worst team um but yeah we'll we'll see like it's a struggle for them even on defense um, to get any kind of ball rolling. Well, they did. They did sign Van Noy from the Patriots. They did pay Xavier Howard and Byron Jones from the Cowboys. They have an awful lot of money put into that secondary. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, Brian Flores was almost the brain baby of Belichick. Will he be able to beat Belichick without Brady? Only time will tell. But today, that's what we covered. The eight divisions. And the eight underdog teams we had for each. An underdog is a team that right now isn't star-studded and it might not have a bright future, but it could. And this is what we live for, and this is why we like the NFL. So would you agree with that, Jesse? Yes, sir. As a Philly fan, I 
definitely value the underdog. Uh, I would love to see any of these teams have success this year. Um, that's what we all live for as fans. So, uh, underdog story is a great story to watch. That's a great point. I totally agree with you. I'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening.